Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Us out what your name is. I can actually formally introduce you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm delighted to be speaking to the very talented, very interesting, very adventurous Eddie Fitzpatrick. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be uh, on the podcast today. You've been telling me it's your debut performance on a podcast, so I feel under pressure. I feel that like I need to make this like a good experience, or else you're never going to go on a podcast again. That's it. It's the it's the very first ever podcast for me. I'm usually um, hiding away from these kind of things, but hopefully it's a good experience. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I need pressure. I'm just like putting myself under pressure, so <laughs> you, you don't get to be nervous because now I'm going this. I better make this fun. <laughs> but um, no, I'm delighted to be doing this and. Um, like I say on the podcast quite often, unfortunately we've not met in real life, but um, I was delighted to discover your amazing, amazing photography and amazing creativity, and we'll get onto that on Instagram. And I actually think it was through, I always go to call her Iona Adventuring, but um, our <laughs> mutual friend Iona, who was on the podcast, um, I think Iona was on at the start of the year, I actually met her in real life. I think it was through Iona that I discovered your page, and yeah, just been following everything that you've been doing of late. And I know you've been on a very exciting adventure and we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I guess my first question is adventure and photography, which came first? Uh, it was definitely the, the adventure that, that came first for me. You know, photography is probably something quite recent to my journey and sort of like moving forward. But I, so adventure has always been something that, you know, growing up in Scotland and having kind of like mountains and, you know, beaches and like oh, this great landscape around me, um, kind of always like growing up and it's kind of been part of like my memories as, as a child um, and having the nature and outdoors and, you know, getting to go away and sort of like spontaneous camp trips, getting to like swim in locks. That was something I always did as a kid would just like run into Loch Lomond and go for a swim and, you know, like swimming was always something I loved. So jumping into like the locks and stuff was never really a thought of like oh it's freezing it's like just straight in I went um so I said like you know that adventure side definitely came first and then a couple of years ago probably like five six years ago I basically started picking up a camera and um, the sort of key reason why I picked up the camera was after sort of like finishing up in school um I was then heading to the Glasgow School of Art to go and study product design yeah. Um, and one of the key things that they say for us to have was a, a good DSLR camera. So at that point, you know, like I'd kind of like taken photos and stuff on my phone, mm-hmm. but I then bought myself my first sort of DSLR camera. And at this point, I kind of started then going on a, um, some longer trips, um, you know, like starting to think about like long distance walks, hiking in rows. So that's kind of like mountains that are over 3,000 feet, starting to do this. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm going in these adventures you know why not take this camera that I bought and capture these moments Um, you know and it was always kind of like my dad my friends that would come in these adventures so it was always kind of like that idea of being able to look back on the adventures that I'd you know like captured you know the photography journey is pretty new. So you have no formal like photography training? No apart from obviously through uni and we had like you know different like courses and things like shown as different techniques in terms of like all oh, right okay like how to use a camera and I've sat through like a couple of different like courses and stuff but very like informal to be fair um but most of the, the things in terms of like learning photography has came through YouTube I think it's just like that idea of like practicing and kind of like looking at you know obviously the best way of doing it is kind of like you know you'll fail so many times and things will like be really bad um mm-hmm. and I think something that like in terms of photography that kind of taught me really well was actually just like heading out there and taking photos of the stars. It's a really simple thing, but, um, you know, the idea of just getting out there in the dark and not being able to see the buttons and, you know, trying to get focus on the stars, it's quite quite tricky. So just that aspect of when you're in the dark, you know, you start to get used to like the camera body, you know, the settings and being able to like get focus. And then just the idea of like different settings in terms of like exposure, 
um, you know, aperture, things like that. So taking photos of the stars really helped. And um, mm. that's a like that journey. Then from there, like I then started taking photography a little bit more serious and, you know, actually thinking through shots. And it wasn't just the fact of like put put it on auto and take a photo of me at the top of a mountain. Um, I then started putting a little bit more priority in terms of like um, that balance between like the adventure and the, the photography side of things. I love that. I, I, I just assumed that you had like some formal training in terms of your photography because it's absolutely stunning. It really is. Like it would not be out of place on your Visit Scotland you know, websites and, and I'm sure you've had opportunities and I'm sure we'll get there. But obviously the majority of the stuff that's on your Instagram is kind of landscape and nature and outdoors. And it makes sense when you're saying from a young age that that was just something that was in your DNA. You were just outdoors a lot and adventuring with your family. And I love how you've just continued that into adulthood. So did you then... You obviously went on to study um yeah, product, product design, design. You said, and is that is that what you're currently doing as your career? Currently, um, working in sort of like content design at the moment. You know, I kind of like after I graduated, I then went into sort of co-design. Um, so that was kind of like working, you know, mentoring and working with other like young people. So I had a bit of a background um in terms of youth work and sort of like working in the community. So I then kind of in that idea of like my final year of uni um, it was all around sort of like working and helping other young people um, and that was in terms of like their their weight um, and diet and stuff so I looked at a lot around like health and well-being and things um, for that final project so then when I finished up um, uni I then got a job working around like mental health and how we could better that for young people um, so that was a, a, like a really powerful project and then from there I then moved um, from co-design into content design so I, uh, like a, a new a new journey to to delve into but it's good just to like you know like walking away with like a design degree and being able to kind of like bring this sort of like idea of like creativity and um, many different perspectives and I guess that's you know like what also helped that idea of like I guess the photography I'm always looking to try and make things better or change them up and I guess it's just that like designer mentality of always trying to improve things services products whatever it might be you know like that I'm always trying to like figure a way to to do it better brilliant I'm so impressed like I love that um that variety that you've had in your career thus far like you see like you're you're work with young people and I've been delivering a project with young people in schools for over seven years and it's all to do with health and well-being and it's all through the arts so drama and dance based but yeah just very much tackling those issues um about mental health and obesity and diet and nutrition and stuff um and I know the benefits of that and those worlds if you saw them on paper initially you know like product design and then content design and then working with young people and then adventure and photography you're like wow they seem worlds apart but actually there must be so many transferable skills and things that you're learning all the time and the people that you've worked with and been able to collaborate with so far they just feed back into to what you're doing now yeah definitely and I think like that was something that was really good um in terms of that product design course you know it was kind of just like called product design um but the this a key reason why I got into that design course was all around youth work and working in a community and trying to like make things better for for young people and um, when I was sort of like growing up and volunteering so then I when I kind of was like thinking around like what I wanted to do in my life I was like always set on architecture um until I then had a meeting um at Glad School of Art and they were talking around the idea of actually product design although it's called product design it's actually around making things better for other people so it was a very different product design course like more of like the human approach like the human That's in the it, you know like you're actually like you know designing for for somebody rather than thinking here's a good product you know let's go and produce it and make lots of money it was more about the fact of you know here's a person how can we make this product better for that person and then moving on from there so it could be a product it could be a service or a system and then, you know, that idea of them being able to just take that into anything has been so valuable. So after kind of leaving uni, you know, you're kind of left with so many skills of how to just take things through that process of like, right, okay, like research, evaluate it, you know, analyse. How can you then start to get ideas, work with other people, um, you know, like work with professionals, work directly with the people that it affects. And then start to move forward in terms of then actually designing something which might be 
an outcome it might just be an idea so I said you know then having these kind of skills in terms of like when I look at my photo and think to myself right okay like let's take a look at other like people that are out there like look through YouTube how do they do it you know analyze their styles then start to put that in towards my style and then you know coming up with that final like product being the photo or the video or whatever I've created is just definitely a really good all-round skill so um it's a good like life product design course that I studied so I know it sounds amazing I'm like I want to go into that it sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) and I love that the fact that you know if you hadn't gone to do that course then you might never have bought that camera and then to think that amazing photography that you've then been able to produce you're like would that have ever happened so it feels like it was all meant to be that you were introduced to like okay I've got this decent camera what am I going to I'm not just going to use it for uni I'm going to just start taking it out when I'm doing you know an adventure I'm going out in a walk or I'm going out in a um you know hill climb or whatever and look at what you've been able to produce just from that it seems to me like I don't know you obviously but it just seems to me you've got a very inquisitive nature like you like to learn new things like you're not scared of just getting in there and just learning something new like you're saying like through YouTube and and obviously all your work with within youth work and working with lots of people I guess I just get the impression that you're a very inquisitive person yeah yeah totally and I think like I you know I like to just you know try and take something and, and run with it and knowing that everything's not going to work and turn it exactly how you had hoped mm-hmm. um but then just uh, taking a bit of a step back and then reevaluating, and saying right okay well you know why did it not work and then taking that into the next step and obviously I think that that's something that in terms of photography it's taught me really well and you know like when you kind of like scroll back in my Instagram feed um you can kind of see the many different styles and approaches that I've taken to you know my photos like completely different photos even just like say looking back like a couple of months um, to then looking back a year ago um, at the kind of photos I was taking, it's completely different. And you can kind of see that trial and error process where, you know, like I've tried a certain editing style and now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> but at, the, at that time I was like, that's fantastic. Like that's such a good photo. Like that's the best thing ever. And then uh, you then start getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And then before you know it, you know, you start to look at your photos and go, actually, you know, like I really like how this has turned out. Mm. Um, so I guess it's it's a constant battle as well as being like a, a a good thing as well. You know, like you're constantly battling against the the idea that ah, like you know that something ain't quite right with yeah. this photo. It could be slightly to the left. It could be you know you could have waited like five minutes later until the sun was a little bit lower, and you then just have this constant battle with yourself that ah, oh, could have been a little bit better. Um, but I think that's what kind of drives you to to learn you know it drives mm. you to to push yourself to to these like extra boundaries you know well yeah I mean as a creative myself and I say the word creative I think everybody's got creativity within them it's just whether you choose to tap into that and I've been lucky enough to do that and, and make it my career but you know just like I think if you're ever totally 100% happy then that's when you should be like, oh, right, wait a minute here. Because I really think every day should be a school day. And I'm always putting stuff on stage that I'm like, if I just had one more week, if I just had, and you're like, no, you just have to, like, sometimes you just have to put it out there. Like, you would be, you'd be sitting on something forever if it just was, you know, waiting for it to be perfect. But um, a lot of the decisions, I guess, are just like gut instinct. And like, when you're out, like with your camera, say you're going up a Monroe or you're out in a walk or you've went to some particular kind of beauty spot, are you just very much reactive in the space like or are you going very specific like with ideas like I want to capture this or you know what what is your kind of thought process? I guess it depends um you know like how that kind of goes about you know like sometimes I will specifically go to a location because I know that I would like to capture a particular photo Mm -hmm. um so like recently I went away a trip and it was kind of a mixture of everything so I went up to Rattery Head Lighthouse and I knew that I wanted to get like some particular shots of the, the lighthouse and kind of catch it in the morning catch it with a sort of like um, beach area you know like in the, the foreground so I kind of like had it set in my head um, of how you kind of would like that to go and then like later on that day I then went like um, wakeboarding and just kind of like captured shots as it went and actually the shots of the wakeboarding stuff was a lot cooler than you know like this great like amazing shot that I had planned for the lighthouse and spent hours like thinking through and like days of prep 
but then you know something that was like two seconds when I was wakeboarding was a lot cooler so sometimes you totally think to yourself like you know you've got this planned shot and you know you kind of have like bucket shots in your head where you're like right like I've always wanted to capture like these particular shots and then sometimes they just don't happen you know like Mm -hmm. or you don't get the right light that day or you know sometimes you just need to kind of be in the right mood um you know like that's something that quite quite a lot I struggle with um you know it's not always good like you know you kind of see like my feed and I guess like a lot of people will kind of just get the the visuals of like ah like Ed takes like really cool photos and stuff but I guess like I some of the times you know when you're out there and you start taking some photos and you don't quite get it right first time it's quite sometimes you're like oh well you know you you can give up pretty quickly um and straight away you could say right okay I'm going to give up in this location and go somewhere else but sometimes it's a bit like persistent and you know maybe then change a little bit just because it didn't work straight away think of something else you know move back a bit and take a look at what you're like photographing think to yourself like ah oh, maybe just because other people have photographed it this way try do something different and take a little bit of time in that location and spend time like actually thinking right okay well try this try that because I think that what normally happens is when you actually walk away from that that location you go home you know you've had a little bit of time to to think you wake up the next morning and you look back at the photo that you say was rubbish um and you go oh, I love that photo um and <laughs> yeah. normally we you know everybody does it like you know my family like Ed you complained so much about that photo last night what's different now and I'm just like oh I don't know it looks good it's a different perspective yeah <laughs> that's it you just need to take like some time away so I think like you know if there's anybody like that's out there taking photos or even just in general like in life you know like if there's something that is kind of like getting you down at that moment in time like sometimes it's just about like maybe persisting a little bit pushing yourself and saying right okay well actually I can do this you know like I can change this up I can you know try something new and then before you know it actually you look back and go ah that was a really good thing that I've just done there. I think that's important to say though because like I think anybody who makes stuff in whatever capacity you know whatever their medium is I think they could totally that would resonate that they could totally relate to that just um that every time you sit out with your camera or every time I you know set out to choreograph a dance or someone sitting with a guitar in their hand that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself to nail it as such like this has to go well because I think then you're just setting the expectations too high and like you say if you've been researching a particular location online and you've seen other people's photographs the end of the day people love your photography and you love your own photography in, in the process of doing it because it's you it's your perspective Um, and no one ever is going to be able to take that exact same photograph as you it's totally unique it's like your fingerprint but sometimes you can just put so much pressure on yourself to be like this needs to go well and you're like well going well is just like a process and like you were saying sometimes it's about stepping back and then actually when you reevaluate you're like oh actually that's all right or I'll take a bit of this and I'll add a bit of that and there's always something to be to be learned I guess yeah totally that's it and I think like you know sometimes you can put a lot of pressure in yourself because there is people out there maybe like you know doing these kind of things like photography filmmaking you know any different creatives as a job they're spending day in day out going to these like incredible locations you know like sometimes even getting paid to go to these locations they've got the right time to go in the morning you know they ain't working a nine-to-five job so they can go in the sunrise the sunset um and they're getting like the most incredible work that you could imagine and sometimes I think a lot of creatives would then put pressure on themselves to try and create to that kind of level um and it's something I always try and tell myself and I'm probably bad because I always like still look at the photos and go ah, like I, I should be like trying to work to that level um but you just got to remember that actually you know these people have been through probably the exact same process you know as me and you like you know like starting at you know what? you're at that stage where you're like in limbo and you're trying to like push you know your creative and creativity in a, a mm-hmm. set way and then obviously you know like people that can then actually go away and like do it as a job they've got like more time to actually be able to capture these kind of shots and don't always put yourself down just because you ain't capturing that same kind of like incredible photograph that somebody else has done for many many years you know yeah when you look back at say what I've done a year ago 
take it in like small steps and think, mm-hmm. well, look how far I've came in a year. There's somebody that's working and doing it for like the past 10 years. So yeah. think, where will I be in 10 years time? You know, like, will I then be at this like drive to be the same kind of level as them rather than automatically just assuming ah, I should be at the same level as somebody who's done this for 10 years. Yeah, it definitely is a process. It's like your journey as a photographer. Yeah, I've had this conversation quite a lot with people on the podcast, that idea of the highlights reel. And that's like you were saying about your own Instagram, that's people only put out most of the time their best bits. So you're not seeing the agonising kind of, like oh that was rubbish or that didn't go the way I wanted it to or I don't quite like that it wasn't quite right nobody gets to see that bit they just get to see the finished product and um, but yeah you're right probably anybody whether they're doing it as a hobby or whether they're doing it as their as their job they'll go through the same agonizing process because you're doing it for the passion so you want it to be just right you want to get it as as spot on as you can and that's it like you know you need to like as well just enjoy it you know, yeah. don't don't forget the fact that this is something that you enjoy. This is something that you, you know, like to at the weekend, you know, like when you've been working, you go, oh, I'm going to like take my camera. I'm going to go away and like photograph these cool places and sit down, take the process of editing and, you know, then share that with your like friends and family and stuff. Mm. Um, enjoy that process rather than always just thinking, ah, oh, like that wasn't quite right or I should have done this you know kind of try and take that spin yeah and it's like a double whammy for you because you actually like the outdoors it's not like you're being sent you know are you thinking like oh god i've got to go and claim a monroe to get that shot like you actually <laughs> like it. it do you know what i mean so it's like for you it's like a double whammy like you're going out and adventure and being outdoors which you love um, and being active but then a bonus is that you can capture it beautifully and then you've got this other thing that you can then come back home and enjoy, like the editing process, like you say. So it's like, well, you get you yeah, it's like double win. It. I've spoken to quite a few photographers on the podcast, and um, one of the photographers I spoke to, Murray McMillan, he he had said to me, "Have you heard of gas, Lisa?" And I was like, "Gas." I was like, no, it was like gear acquisition syndrome. And I was like, right, okay. And it was basically like talking about the want to buy all the like the fancy lenses and just constantly adding to your collection of bits and bobs that you can use to to further your photography and he was saying like a bit a bit like when people buy pairs of shoes and go oh no I've had them for ages like trying to sneak in lenses and stuff <laughs> have you got have you got gear acquisition syndrome or <laughs> have you got like your setup just the way you want I'm it? probably the, the, the opposite um only like recently what was that just before lockdown and stuff I went away to Iceland and I had thought about getting a lens for years and years and years. Um, but I'm the type of person that just analyzes and analyzes and thinks, do I really need this? Is this something that's really going to be great? And then, you know, I'll watch like a thousand YouTube videos. I'll watch a thousand reviews. And then I'll be like, that's perfect. <laughs> and then I'll look back on the website and then it'll be weeks again. And then I'll go back through the exact same videos. And then before I know it, I'm like, nah, maybe I don't need it. And then, you know, you go through that process. And then I only recently, just at Iceland, I was like, all right, okay, like I'm going to Iceland and it's like in two days time. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just buy this lens. It's going to be great. And then you're like in the process of buying it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I buying this lens? I don't need it. And then I buy it. And then I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. It's so good. And like, absolutely love the lens. Um, But I like, I guess like, you know, I've kind of obviously got that, probably that same idea of like the gear that I would really like and would love to get but I'm just not like a constant spender where I'm like "Ah, just go for it like buy it and you know like think the consequences later uh like think of over like analyze everything so I'm probably not um, as bad yeah I'm the same like especially if it comes to spending any kind of even like with the podcast and I've recently just made my cupboard in the spare room into a wee podcasting studio mm-hmm. that I'm in just now and I was like agonizing over like buying the soundproof and stuff for it and yeah so I hear you like I'm totally there with you I, I get that so uh, yeah no judgment <laughs> there <laughs> but I see that you've um you use a drone yeah is that predominantly like for filming stuff as well because obviously I've seen amazing film clips of stuff that you've you've done as well but do you actually use that for a lot of your photography as well uh, sometimes so it just depends like uh, i've got the dji mavic air i'm quite cautious uh i did lose a drone um was flying at the top <gasps> of a mountain and it just kind of flew away um oh and you're just like God. standing there watching it as it 
flies away and the distance you're like ah oh, that's like that that's gone that's like it's just like oh geez, you know really? like if you see that emoji that's just like a floating money that's exactly what was happening <laughs> you know you're just seeing <laughs> this like little oh, note flying away um and then I, I for some reason that you know like i went away and got another drone um and i probably haven't used it as much as i'd like to um and you know you see some of these like mm. incredible like video footage and like um photo you know like photos and stuff like i probably started using it a little bit more in terms of like being able just to capture a different perspective for like my videos and stuff but i do use it for mm-hmm. photos and i think like you know that's something that you know it just kind of enhances in terms of your kit and stuff it just enhances that perspective of being able to capture like specific shots you know like yeah. a drone's able to capture and like you know fly to places that you know you might not be able to get to or like it's like you know on the rocks or whatever you, you ain't really like gonna walk across part of that mountain um to get there but i i probably don't use it as much as as like my camera just because that idea of like you know those restrictions and um you know there's a mm. lot of different things to think of like safety wise um so it just becomes this like bit of a, a tricky piece of kit whereas you know you've got your camera you can just you can just do whatever with that you know you ain't any under any pressure but i just think it's amazing you know we are so blessed with outstanding scenery and landscape in this country and i have seen very little of it and you know looking at all your photography i'm like oh i need to get out more like but you know from using the drone and and you actually climbing up a Monroe, you're just getting to see the most incredible scenes. I would imagine. Is there particular standout shots that you've been able to to get, or even just being in the moment and not worrying about getting the shot, but just actually arriving at somewhere and going, wow, like this is totally blown my you know expectations of what it was going to be like. Definitely, you know, like obviously there's been a, a couple of shots uh, recently that have actually just been you know th- that way where you're just like you're so happy and proud of your like your own work mm. and it doesn't really come often like you know especially with that like attitude of knowing that oh, i could be slightly better but you know recently like i was at loch lomond and we were just sitting having a picnic and you know nicole's walked out into the the water girlfriend um and she's she's standing there um and i was like oh like how about you like walk in it wouldn't be too cold i need to I, like look look <laughs> this would look good for the shot and stuff and she's just kind of like walking it and as she started walking it like the rain was coming in and I was like oh quick like you know before the rain comes we need to like head and as the rain passed it was kind of like behind us um at the sort of mountains and then obviously like because of the rain and the sun it just like a perfect rainbow came across the top of her and you're just like oh like no way and at that point I was like running around frantically trying to change lens get the like right lens and like totally out of breath and like <laughs> captured like probably one of my favorite shots because it's just like that idea of like you know it's that aspect of that memory of being running around like a headless chicken and everything just kind of like falling into place it was like that idea of like the memory as well as like the the final image and like process of like getting to that shot and um, was just like such a like an amazing like moment so cool that's such a lovely story <laughs> so i kind of get like moments like that or um, when I done the North Coast 500, you know, like I saw the Bielik Nabar and um, the road to Applecross. It's a bit of a sort of like winding road um, that kind of goes up through the through the sort of like peaks and stuff. So it's quite quite a high mm. steep road. Um, and we were heading sort of November time. We done the the North Coast 500, so it was really cold. Um, and we were in a camper van, and I was kind of like cautious of driving up that road so early because it's like really dark. Um, and just because it was like really bitter cold that it'd be quite frosty so we did we, we drove all the way up we got to the top and at that point it was like the sun was starting to come up and I, like we we couldn't get into the car park in the space it was quite close to the where we would take the photo so we parked further up and we then had to like run and i've not again i've never ran so fast to like make sure that i got to to like the top so that i could get the photo and it was again it's like it's probably my favorite photo i've got it like um printed like blown up in my wall again it's just like that idea that like you know it was kind of like the end point for us for the north coast 500 and then just i see and like a sunset like that you know it was just like so good 
Yeah, it's lovely that you can, like I've been saying throughout this, like just marry both of those passions. Like you're not, it's not just about getting the shot. It's obviously you're out there just living your life and having a nice time when you've got time off work and, and doing the things that you like to do and exploring. But then again, I guess the photography maybe pushes you to go up that mountain or like, oh, right, okay. But you, you know, the idea of like, I might get this amazing shot. Does that catapult you into like, right, okay, let's just go for it. Let's just see what happens because you're thinking, well, actually, if I just went up a bit further or if I just we did kind of like see out the rain, I might just get this amazing shot. I, sometimes, you know, like sometimes you are like, you know, maybe like hiking up that, that mountain and you're tired and you're just like, oh, like kind of really be bothered. But, you know, you kind of like push yourself a little bit and then, you know, you turn back and you're like, oh, like that, that's incredible. And obviously, like, you know, my recent trip, yes. um, there was plenty of moments like that where, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh, like this is so tough and challenging. But then knowing fine well that, like, I wanted to capture that that journey um, and that process. And I think that sometimes as well, like that, for me, like, you know, being able just to capture a photo and like I guess like a lot of the time like I kind of struggle to appreciate like my work the way that other people appreciate it and see it but I kind of like see my work as being something that kind of like encourages other people to get outdoors and to go and see Scotland and stuff so sometimes like I don't really bother that much that if I don't like my work you know like as long as like you know if I can get say somebody to go and hike a Monroe because they've seen my photos then I kind of see that as like a, a photo well done and yeah. you know rather than it just being like oh well like you've got this like amazing shot that you can go and sell and you know like sell it on prints and canvas and stuff I'd rather like take a shot that then goes you know like oh then maybe like resonate with somebody Um, I think it was like really cool like that be like bar shot um, with sunrise someday and I think it was New Zealand or Australia had messaged me like randomly at the blue and was like oh I had like this photo is you know, like, I would really, really like to, to get a photo with, like, it was like this when we were there, like, 10, 15 years ago, and they were, like, looking for it for um, a wedding gift, oh, yeah. um, because it was, like, part of, like, their memories oh. when they were here in Scotland and stuff, um, and they couldn't get, like, a photo of, like, a good photo of the uh, sunrise, yeah. um, and they kind of just, like, remembered it, so it was, like, you know, these kind of, like, wee moments where you're, like, oh, that's actually, like, pretty cool that somebody's then resonated that yeah, level. Yeah, it's, it's the connection that somebody makes with your work and the story behind it. I mean, for me, this is what this podcast is all about. It's about stories, people's stories, and, like, everything you're telling me, I'm, like, totally fascinated, and that that's a perfect example of why you do it, like, because it's just that connection, and that obviously harks back to your, your youth work and everything that you did there, and the importance of just making those connections inspiring people and helping people and motivating and if your photography does that you know and that's like a payback for you as well when you see somebody appreciating it and, and like you say inspiring them to go outdoors yeah. then that's that's amazing uh, that's, totally i think that's, that's something that like that's probably more what kind of drives me rather than the actual like the photo it's the you know maybe knowing that oh well actually you might help somebody else you know get through like their next mountain or their next walk or whatever i love that and you did mention your most recent adventure the cape wrath trail yeah wow right okay so i'll fess up i'd never heard of it before but i'm now going to become an expert because i'm going to be following all your video diaries which i was watching your um prepping for the Cape Wrath Trail earlier on. Hi. So informative. Like, these videos are going to be so useful to anybody that's going to undertake something like that. It's brilliant. I loved it. I totally, you know, like, I kind of, like, um, decided when, you know, like, when we obviously were locked down and everything like that, it then meant that we never went away a holiday, um, which we would normally do. Like, I'd normally go away traveling somewhere. And, you know, like, I'd done five, I think it's five long distance walks before around Scotland. So like, you know, the West Highland Way, Great Glen, Sky Trail, East Highland Way, Speyside Way, um, and then went away and done the West Highland Way a, a second time. Um, so like, obviously I've kind of like done these long distance walks quite a bit, but the Cape Raft Trail was something a little bit bigger for anybody that's maybe ever completed their thought. And, you know, most people do know the West Highland Way in terms of length, it's two and a half West Highland Ways, that's you know. Right. And like at the point of like walking the West End way, my knees and stuff were sore and I was like, oh, this is hard. And I thought to myself, you know, like I'm going to walk the Cape Raft Trail now, which is twice and more. 
so it's aye, that kind of puts a little bit of perspective into like the length huh. um the trail itself is completely different because you know the west end way is like marked um and it's like a very well cared for trail whereas the cape raft trail was like britain's toughest long distance walk you know in terms of the fact that you're kind of just like picking a path and walking it so it is just oh, like yeah. walking through like moorland heather you know bog mud the lot you know it is just a slog at certain times Ah, you're really selling it ed you're really selling it oh (laughs) you know you've got to you've got to like um go through the hard parts though to um to get to those good bits um and you know i kind of like you know in terms of like the youtube videos and stuff like i knew that i would like to to capture that whole journey and actually just to show people when i kind of go on these walks and stuff as much as you kind of see the the exciting the fun part you know like with my instagram stories and i don't often capture the tough and hard side Mm -hmm. of things so i say to myself like i'd really like to make sure and capture that whole journey from like start to finish so i I took the camera vlogged the whole way and like knowing fine well that i've carried that extra weight just for the sake of like capturing i was like oh i could just do this my phone yeah and i kept like saying that to myself like i could get rid of the camera like it's so heavy (laughs) um but it was it was an incredible journey you know and i think it was just the that idea that again pushing myself to like somewhere that i I never thought that i'd be able to do you know i never ever thought that i'd get the time to go and walk the cape raft trail i never thought that i would have the strength and willpower to actually make it to the end and you not only took the camera but you took your dad i took my dad well he took me more like um i uh, he's qu- quite fit in terms of the long distance walks so, I, so it's both of us that have done like these long distance walks and at the, at the time you know you know other you kind of remember is the pain um and the constant like struggle the hard time but as soon as you come back you're like right what's next yeah, what, are course, booking, what are we getting sorted um and i find that crazy because uh, you know like just because how actual like challenging it really is probably the the hardest thing physically and mentally that I've ever done um, and put myself through but at the end of it again I was like I won't have that feeling I won't have that feeling and like days later I was like oh like I miss it I want to be back (laughs) how long does it take you in total it took us 16 and a half days. Oh, that is, that's, that's a commitment, that, that's, jeez. It it can take anywhere between, you know, like, some people do it pretty fast, you know, like, some people actually do it as an ultra, um, and run it in eight days. I I ain't that crazy, you know, the walk was good enough. (laughs) And then other people maybe take, like, 20, 25 days Mm. or whatever, you know, and take it all in, slow it right down and stuff. But I, like, when we were away, you know, we got, like, eight days or so of just, absolute cracking sunshine which was amazing i ended up like getting a, a great wee tan <laughs> <laughs> no rust like we usually get in scotland it's usually rust with all the rain <laughs> nah, that's it. well on day four we got um thought you know like we were walking through this really boggy relentless path and then we kind of got to a perfect path after we'd climbed 600 meters up so we'd climbed up this peak coming down the other side perfect path and it had rained that whole day that the rivers were in spate and basically we were looking across got ourselves into a bit of an emergency situation where we had to like kind of camp up for the night right. and just kind of like hope that either the rain would stop so that we could cross the river or make a decision to then go back up a different mountain and try and find a different path to then get us through so that was day four and at that point i was like ah. Oh, you know, we ain't making us walk. Mm. This is this is like day four. We've got so many days to go. Yeah, and like you're saying, because there's the not one like path, then it's all that map reading, like all the skills that you must need to, to do that. You're thinking like, there is several ways we can do this, but we're definitely going to need to go back if we're not getting across this river. And it's picking yeah. all that out. I guess you would have done a lot of planning in advance and I was watching that in your video just um, as well as all the kit and stuff like organising that but just the actual like which route are we going to take and then thinking about alternative routes when you are in a bit of a pickle. Yeah totally and I think like um, you know I was actually reading something the other day obviously it does take like a lot of planning and preparation and you know everybody needs to make sure that they go through that and that like you know they've got the right level and skills in terms of like map reading and stuff but you know, I think it's just that idea of making sure that you, you commit to it, though, as well. Because I think that quite easily I could have said, you know, this summer, in fact, like, oh, I would like to keep my, my holidays for something else and maybe try and wait and see. And, you know, I did 
start that you know like yeah. when my dad asked we were like talking about it and stuff like oh maybe we should do the Cape Raft Trail and I thought oh but I don't know I ain't sure and then I was like you know what let's just go for it and committed and we says we're going to go this day if all is well the current situation and go for it and I think that's kind of what helped us plan and prepare and stuff and you know you could put that planning and preparation for a year two years you could sit there and take so much time but just putting a date on it really helped us to just then go it's happening we're walking mm. like 240 miles of scotland you know from fort william to to cape brass Jeez. and i love how you did it with your dad i mean kudos to your dad that's amazing but just that you were able to do that together it seems that obviously you share that love with outdoors and uh, it's lovely that you could do so something so monumental together were you totally cursing yourself for taking your camera or did you get the shots that were worth it <laughs> uh well i guess like in terms of you know like taking the camera again i kind of saw it as the other long distance walks i never really took a dslr camera i would take normally my gopro and my phone and um, just in terms of like capturing it yeah. and when i look back now um in terms of like oh, the fact that i actually take photos a little bit serious and you know like really look and savor like these kind of memories and look back and the photos i've taken before I always kind of look at them and go, oh, like there ain't that first West Hearns way or there ain't a good photo of that that trip or that moment. And I guess it's that whole like fear of missing out of capturing like yeah. photos. And obviously like I took, I don't know, like 2,000 odd photos of the whole trip. So really in terms of like taking photos, not, a, not actually that many, but it was enough that like in a few years or whatever, like I can look back and always remember that journey and that process of like actually just like start to finish of like walking that trip it's been a month today since um actually setting off on that trip and that journey um and i'm kind of like going to be sharing my first sort of like youtube video in terms of the like kind of daily vlog of the trip but again that's something that like i'll be able to then you know look back and remember start to finish like the funny parts we capture them this time whereas before we never actually capture them we always just kind of tell the story and it's in your head yeah. but um which is also just as good you know like when you there's some moments in the cape raft trail that you know are kind of like moments i'll always remember and i never actually took the camera to to capture them but then there's other moments where i'm like i'm so glad i've got that as a photo to be you know like to remember yes. it and stuff yeah i guess for you because you do have a passion for the doors and the adventure is the thing that you're there for and the photography sometimes is like a, a secondary thing for you but it's it's important to be present and in the moment for you so it's about building those memories making those memories but also yeah if you've got the opportunity to go the extra mile and sometimes it is an actual mile to get the <laughs> shot that just like sums that entire trip up for you but there's a million stories that are attached to it then yeah it's just that extra bit of kind of special memory box keeping that you can do with with your lovely photography but yeah i guess it's about being in the moment because you actually do like i was saying earlier on enjoy being up mountains and walking yeah. through bogs and different things uh, <laughs> i think the the best way for me like i've always explained it is just the fact that other people you know they like to see things and and then like maybe write about it and like you know or like take like you know obviously audio recordings like this and stuff you know some people like yeah. just experience it completely different and i've never been like a writer or been able to like kind of like jot my memories down like that so i think the, the idea of being able to take photos is just something that I've, it allows me to then be able to like go and capture that moment that's your form of expression i, I ain't really good in terms of like pulling together like you know these nice fancy words to to remember that moment but you know, a photograph can just show you it there and then. I think that idea of being able to then like come back and show the family, show my mum and be like, oh, look, this is where we went, you know, this is where like dad fell, like side of the mountain and like, you know, <laughs> tell her the scary stories and stuff. Like that's like yeah. the, the fun part where you've, you've captured it to show everybody else. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I really appreciate the creativity that goes into to what you do. I mean, on lockdown, I think that was around about the time where I, I discovered your page and I was like, what is this? I love this. I mean, it involved arts and crafts, so I was there. I was like, who is this person? So it was like a recreation adventure, but indoors. And you were using what you had at home to recreate these brilliant pictures of, well, it was predominantly wildlife, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And that one that you did of the world using an orange just was so clever. I loved it. But I liked how you photographed, like, and you, I think you did a wee video as well of you, like, cutting into an orange to, like, make it look like the world. And then you were colouring it in. And, like, just that almost, like, behind the scenes bit. Because, like we're saying, sometimes it is just all, like, a highlight reel. But to see the finished picture, I was like, that's amazing. I love that. Where, where did that come from? Are you just, like, like, it's all in lockdown? Like, what can I get up to? No, so, so basically, like, um, just, you know, I think this is one of the things where you actually look at social media and Instagram and go, you know that that was powerful and like what's happened um so i came across a hashtag which was called our great indoors which was set up by somebody called erin outdoors um on instagram and basically you know like this hashtag is just filled with people recreating adventure photos recreating photos of like other people's images and basically just recreating it using whatever they had at home so it might be like fruit food objects um, for me, I was like, oh, what could I like try and recreate? And my nephew had like a massive like bunch of like animal toys. So I was like, you know what, like I'm going to try and create these sort of like nature adventure shots and kind of like looked at some of the biggest photographers in the world that uh, I'm inspired by um, and kind of try and recreate their, their photos of like, you know, like sharks and stuff underwater. And I think that the idea of just being able to kind of create these toy miniature creations in home and make them look as real as possible obviously it's something i've never done or intended to do but like the idea of just like again jumping into that and going through the process of recreating these photos it taught me something completely new in terms of like using the camera and editing how to like change specific parts so that then i could like you know maybe like take away a little bit so it looks more like like the water underneath and stuff mm -hmm. um, and i like the orange I spent so much time and I think like just the, the idea of sitting painting an orange and turning it into a world it took so much time but it was just something nice just to get away from like the computer and a screen for a, a little bit of time so I it just kind of kept me focused through you know lockdown and at the end of the night I was like oh I've got something new to do like I'm gonna go and photograph like a a car or something and like the response that like you see like so many people were just like oh my gosh because I mean they're, they're awesome photographs but it's just it's so cool to see how you did it and just I love that creativity like I'm going to give this a bash and 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 then obviously the minute you start you're like right I'm in this like this is, <laughs> I'm going to make it the best it can be and they're just so cool and that's like a visual representation of part of your lockdown and something that you were able to like you know to keep keep your creativity alive keep your passions alive when you weren't we were all indoors and we weren't allowed to be outside for any length of time uh, that's it and i think like you know being able to like capture that and then like say however many years to come when you look back and somebody says like oh what did you do for lockdown i'd be like i just photographed these toys like <laughs> there's a show off the rest of us are like um i baked a cake you're like look at these amazing photographs with all this creativity no so cool and i bet you that inspired a lot of other people to to give it a go as well which was obviously the intention of the hashtag in the first place but the people that only saw your imagery because i think I, I did i only saw your photographs because i just you know obviously discovered your page that would have inspired somebody to to give it a go even if it was just with their camera phone or or whatever or even just to like make a globe out of an orange maybe not photograph it but just <laughs> yeah maybe totally. create a past, something to you know spend an hour doing and I think as adults I say this all the time I'm like a broken record but I think it's dead important that adults should play that we should not forget that creative side that we had more we that it's you know like playing with oranges and plastic toys is just for kids it's not it sparks imagination it's good for your you know your mental health it's a great kind of mindful task to just do something with your hands be creative make a mess it doesn't matter what happens like the end product just um tapping into your creativity and i think a lot of adults don't do that and um you you loved it you enjoyed it and yeah. people got so much out of it and i think it's really cool that you're still doing that as an adult yeah I, and like for, when i obviously started creating some of the photos i then decided like through lockdown i would then i think it was around a week i then tried to encourage people to to kind of follow what i'd done um and obviously i'd like use my um my camera and put a lot of time and effort into like editing and stuff but i then set a little challenge for everybody I basically launched a word each day and then people would like ask them to then take photos on their phone and it was just amazing because one of the stories was um 
a mum got a little kid to kind of then create the photos and she was utilising the words that I put each day to kind of show um, her kid how to use like photography in terms of like mobile and capturing it and awesome. it was one of the best photos like she had like had three little um, toys and like the word was green in the grass and basically it says like oh like can you see the butterfly and I was like oh like that's amazing like I can see the butterfly and I shared it and stuff and then like you know oh. half an hour later like I got a message and it was like oh can you see the three of them and I was like whoa wait a minute and like the wee girl had like put these three butterflies in that like it was such a cool photograph where it was just like hidden and it was like it was nice again like just hearing a story like that that came from yeah. something as simple as just a little challenge you know launching a little word each day that hearing you know like she was helping her kid to to understand taking photos and stuff and like for me that was that was something special to to just hear that and go oh like that's amazing that actually something that you know like I, I kind of like overthink and take so much time mm-hmm. you know there's there's somebody that's like starting their journey um at such a young age and like capturing these photos that was better than mine <laughs> <laughs> but like you say there's been there'll be so many photographers that you look up to that you've studied their work over the years but there'll be people doing that with your work and and that's the thing like it's just it, it's like passing the baton constantly you know if you can inspire one person to be creative to pick up a camera to to give it a go um, and like you were saying but more more so to get outdoors and go on adventures and just like appreciate the world around them then that's amazing more of yeah, that yeah that's it you know if i can if i can do that we obviously my photography my films my work then to me i that's like social media well done to be fair yes and it does get a bad rep and i do see this in the podcast a lot but actually without like things like instagram especially this podcast would not be what it is you know i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't have discovered you as quickly as i did and we wouldn't be having this lovely conversation at this point when you've just finished the cape wrath trail do you know what i mean like yeah. i've been able to discover so many interesting creative talented funny lovely people and it has been predominantly on instagram i mean i'm lucky to work in an industry where i get to work with amazing people and a lot of them have been on this podcast but I've also been introduced to total strangers who are now part of my broad brave clan like yourself and for me it's just all about connection and being inspired by other people because we can learn from everybody's story everyone's stories got value has your photography and, and everything that you've been doing the last couple of years especially has it given you particular opportunities like to team up with companies or has your work been exhibited anywhere has there just been like particular highlights for you that you didn't quite expect yeah I guess like you know like I've had quite a lot of opportunities especially within like you know like outdoors and stuff um and being able to to kind of like share different like pieces of work um and like you say obviously like visit Scotland that the shot of the Be Like Nabar actually got I think that was the first shot that I had ever got shared and visit Scotland's page and you know, just even like being followed by like your travel board, um, is it, it was quite a feeling of like, ah, oh, like that's pretty cool that, you yeah. know, these images that I've always kinda again looked up to um, and looked up to their page and took inspiration and then seeing that, you know, one of my photos was then shared to to that page and then allowing other people to then go, Oh, that's such a cool place mm-hmm. and you know, I'd like to go there. Um, you know, like that was a, a tremendous feeling. Um and then again being supported by brands for like different adventures is again like another like an amazing opportunity that I've had and something that like I'll forever be grateful for because you know like obviously sometimes there's a lot of stick in terms of like brand support and stuff like online but the fact that like being able to to help like with the Cape Raft Trail and stuff and improve like the kit that I've got um for this sort of situation again it really helped to make me feel safe and comfortable um, for that journey and it is it's one of these things that I guess like if it wasn't for you know like actually again social media taking photos and being able to share like the stuff that I do um, I probably wouldn't have had these kind of opportunities and just being able to like go on different trips um, and like get paid for some like photo shoots and stuff and like you say like getting to meet people that you would just never mm. have like expected or probably met if it wasn't for this journey and I think like that's something that again for me is like special that you know some people I, I call friends today and you know like 
are really close and like look out for me and stuff have came through me taking photos um mm. you know some of these people are like down south and you know like they're so far away but like at the same time you're so connected and you know just because like taking photos and stuff so I think I that that's like that's just something that I think has just been amazing in terms of um picking up the camera and things that I never really expected when I actually yeah. first picked it up I just thought you know like this is just me taking photos and being able to capture these moments and now sometimes I've had the, the chance to to capture moments for big companies and even for particular people for like their own like personal journeys and stuff and just being able to do that and have that skill to to capture moments for whether it's a brand or whether it's for myself you know family members and stuff like birthdays Christmas season and things like that you're able to capture something so special for somebody yeah a moment in time that's never going to happen again and that's it and it's like classed as the the gift of photography of being able to give like you say like a moment in time to somebody and being able to capture it in such a way that people really appreciate that it ain't just like an iphone photo and stuff so i think that that's like something i'm always like happy of in terms of the journey that i've kind of went through that's it i think we all romanticize and we get nostalgic about photography i mean i'm obsessed with photography and I, i love looking at old photographs and like I've been to lots of different kind of photographic um, exhibitions and stuff because, yeah, again, it's just the story behind a photograph when you're looking at the photograph and you're just trying to figure out where it was and when it was and who was there and, mm. and the, like, the landscape, you know, because there'll be places that you're photographed that will have changed from from yeah. when you photographed it to now for, you know, because there's the world is, just keeps spinning, although it doesn't feel like it's spinning right now. It feels like we're all still waiting for the world to spin. But, um, yeah, it's just like like we're saying, whether it, you know, it doesn't need to be a human being that you're photographing, it can just be a place, but yeah. it's never going to look exactly the same. And and it's just, it's like, like you're saying, it is a total gift of photography to, to be able to capture that, but also enjoy the moment when you're there because you obviously enjoy being outdoors the most yeah um it must be really hard for you actually i would like people who really do enjoy the great outdoors i felt for them on lockdown when we're only allowed out for like an hour at one point it was like it must be like climbing the walls i saw you were like doing like that step challenge you walked some <laughs> you climbed some mountain <laughs> in your house that was a uh, whole team of us uh ran up and down our stairs five days to the height of Everest Base Camp. I was struggling to do Joe Wicks, like, <laughs> once a day. You know I, mean? <laughs> I love it. So what's next for you? I mean, you you have been working all this time on, on lockdown, and then, obviously, you, you managed to, to do the Cape Wrath Trail, but is there anything in the pipeline, photography-wise, or adventure, or both? Um, I guess, you know, in terms of probably photography and, like, films and stuff, it would be kind of, like, taking a bit of time to actually just capture and pull together like that whole Cape Raft journey and obviously coming into the sort of like you know starting to get to the colder dark times where things are a little bit trickier to get out and you know a bit more like safety aspect so um, but I guess I you know kind of like my usual adventures you know normally quite spontaneous in terms of um, you know kind of just like get away um, and I think like that's what I tr- you know try and do like each weekend is just to to go and do something whether it be a mountain or whether it be just a walk or you know just taking a camera and going to drive although recently like I've definitely been doing a lot of sleep to catch up for the Cape Raft Trail so um, <laughs> probably ask me, ask me in a few weeks and then I'll be like you know I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm going to go back stuff. out yeah <laughs> uh, no it's, it's amazing congratulations on on doing that trail it's phenomenal I'm really looking forward to seeing all the footage and of course I'll um I'll post everything on the show notes so that people can enjoy and I'll be sharing everything from now on because you're in the clan now Ed you're in the clan that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did tell you before we started recording that I do a thing called the thingamabobs, but you haven't been privy to any of the questions that I've selected for you. I don't, I don't like to give the game away. So um, if you'll indulge me, I've got a couple of questions. Sounds good. Right. Okay. We'll try and give you an easy one. Although I always say that and it never works out. To <laughs> <do one>. <laughs> right. First one is you seem like such a positive person, but we all have our bugbears. So what would you see as your biggest pet peeve too many alarms oh right please discuss recently uh you know getting up and you know 
being in a household, mum, girlfriend, other family members. See, when you just hear so many different alarms and snooze and the snooze and the snooze, and you're just like, can you just get up on the one alarm? Ah, oh, it's the worst. I have to say, I'm a bit guilty of that. <laughs> there's, there's nothing worse than when you're sitting there and you're like, you know, you just get up straight away. Like I'm a person that as soon as I hear a first alarm, that's me wide awake. Right. You know, and if you try and go back to sleep, that's it. It doesn't work. Yeah, I'm a multitude of alarms kind of, <laughs> kind of person. So <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's my pet peeve for this week. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Oh, jeez. Right. Okay. I feel like there's going to need to be like a family meeting. But this time Aye, going. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, you were quick off the mark with that one. It clearly has rumbled you because you're like. That's it. I. I was I'm love it. What about this one? What song do you know every single word to? I mean, I, I sing quite a lot. Do you? Right, okay. I, I can sing, but like I do sing a lot. Garbagely. Great, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the last karaoke song that I had sung was uh, Is This the Way to Amarillo by Peter Kay. And True. personally, I thought I smashed it. I don't know if everybody else thought the same. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, it's all about just getting it and go, isn't it? <laughs> I was having a good time. Nobody said you had to be good for karaoke. <laughs> well, that's the main thing. That is the main thing. That's the whole point of karaoke. <laughs> um, okay, here's one that I thought was definitely for you. And it'll probably be really difficult. But what is your most favourite view? Most favourite view. Um, literally, like, five different moments just, like, flick b- before my eyes there. Like, um, I-, I think Glencoe um, is probably... I, I, would, I, pro- I was thinking between Glencoe and Sky. You know, Sky is, like, incredible. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But I would definitely say, like, Glencoe is probably that, that view. You know, the typical, like, just as soon as you hit the mountains, you're there and... You, you know like the whole of like Scotland's like some of like the highest Monroe's and you're just looking across that sort of like valley and it's you know like amazing and obviously for me like obviously that adventure and journey and stuff started kind of with the very first walk that I done which was the West End Way um, which passes through there so it's a place where I've been quite a few times and you know it had like a lot of like feeling and memories and photos and stuff so definitely I would say Glencoe. Um... Okay, this might be a sore point, but I'm interested to know, what's the one photo you wish you had taken? So has there been like a moment where you were just like, oh, no, I'll just leave it and then regretted it? Hmm. Really tricky questions here. <laughs> Save I know, them for I'm them. I'm um, I guess maybe not like, I don't have like a, a particular photo sort of in mind, but I, I guess it's just that, that idea where, you know, there's there's some moments where, you know, you're with the family and stuff and you think to yourself, like, oh, like, I wish I had the camera. You know, like, every year we go away to Blair Drummond for Easter um, as the whole family, chosen by my mum. Like, it's yeah. the number one thing to go and do. So the whole family's there. And I always say, like, oh, like, I, I want to go away and enjoy it and, like, you know, spend Easter and have fun and stuff. And, you know, like, my mum was always shouting, like, bring the camera, capture everything. And I'm like, nah, like, it's my time to rest. And I think, like, you know, Little moments like that, you think, oh, like, I wish I then did have the camera and captured that, captured the family together. You know, there's probably a lot of, like, little moments like that where you're actually, like, you're just in the moment and you think, oh, I wish I had the camera to be able to capture this. I asked Iona this, and I'm trying to rack my brain as to what she said, but um, what is your ultimate adventure snack of choice? <laughs> adventure snack? Uh, I'm definitely uh, sweets and gums. You know, like, I would definitely take, like, like a big bag of like wine gums or Haribo's, strawberry like gums, anything sugary mm-hmm. that's gums I would take. I think that was something that um, uh, my friend James he went away and like hiked all them in rows and stuff, and he'd done it in like six months. Him and his girlfriend Nick, but James would always say to me, Ed, I love when you come up to these mountains and like come and meet us because you always have the best snacks. And me and Nick would just kind of laugh and then he would be like, no, honestly, it's so good. And he would sit and then just eat my whole bag of sweets. He's like, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> He's like, you bring the best snacks. And then Nick's just looking like, James, you've like, you've just ate Ed's like whole packet of gums. <laughs> but I'd be like, oh, well, it's fine. You're the snack provider. That's it. 
Well, it's good to know. The next time I see you, I expect you to have a packet of wine guns uh, on you. I'll make sure I do. <laughs> and the last question that I ask everybody is, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Uh, I, I'm going to say the, the best is that uh, any time like, I, I call my dad, dad, but I would normally shout ma instead of mum. And I just constantly sound like a sheep in the house, like ma, <laughs> every time. And I guess I, that's that's just like that Scottish word that is always like stuck in. Whenever like somebody sees or hears me shout and my mum, they're just like, why are you just calling like a sheep? And I'm like, oh, I'm just shouting to my mum. <laughs> well, it's a wee bit kinder than I feel like more. Aye. It's not as nice. I'd dish right across the face if I shouted that. <laughs> oh dear. Well, listen, Ed, this has been a total joy, and I'm dead excited to see what you go up to, what you get up to next. Rather, I can't thank you enough for doing this, and um, I just I love your photography, and I love all the creativity and all the adventures behind it. So I wish you all the best in whatever you get up to next. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for inviting me to be part of the clan. You know, this obviously has been the first podcast and it's been great. It's been a great experience. Oh, so I was literally like, I took a wee in-breath there. I was like, oh no, it's so good to stay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never done this again. It's been too painful. Nah, it's been amazing. No. So thank you. Well, I have to congratulate you. You are absolutely awesome. What a storyteller you are. And um, I'm sure everybody will enjoy hearing about all your adventures. And um, I'm excited for all the people that are going to discover your photography that haven't already. That's it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.